What is up, guys? My name is Jordan, and I am the owner of High Caliber Carding. This is a podcast called Starting the Startup, which is going to go over the process of starting up your own company and the experiences that I had from the ground up so you can hear and learn what I am doing every day, and you can hear and learn alongside with me. I've been going through and developing a business for a little while now, and I realized that I'm spending a lot of time researching how to get this information to get up and running and who I could talk to. And I've spent several years talking with different companies and different owners, and I've been able to come up with a lot of solutions for how to start this stuff. Um, And I've been able to interview people and find different resources on how these startups operated for my business. Now, the way that this works is I'm going to be talking about my experiences every week as I develop this business. Now, I realize that there's probably going to be a lot of mistakes I go along the way, and that tends to be how I work best. So my advice is is to listen a little forward on this and uh, go a couple episodes in the future to make sure that I learn from my mistakes in case something went wrong. But during this podcast, I'm going to be trying to explain to you what I was experiencing during this entire startup process. Now, the reason I think this podcast became necessary was we, I listen to a lot of entrepreneurial podcasts and a lot of my friends do as well, but most of these people are extremely successful. They've been doing it for years, 10, 15, 20 years, and they've forgotten what it is to all the little things that went into getting everything up and running. And the amount of time you go that goes into researching those small things and getting it ready for implementation for your business is, it, it's a lot. Um, this is a lot of times what a lot of these small business owners or people who started their own companies talk about the late nights and the long hours. And, um, and yeah, that's pretty accurate. You're going to spend a lot of time doing a lot of research, but hopefully this podcast will help you a little bit with that. So listen ahead, go a couple, just a couple of episodes just to be on the safe side though. Right now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking a lot about starting up a company or considering, uh, if entrepreneurship is for you and kind of formulating what that would look like. And if you're like me, I spent a lot of time trying to research if I was the chosen one for an entrepreneurial endeavor and trying to f- understand what it really went because so many t- people talk about the failures. I mean, we read it about all the failures out there of startup businesses. You know, if you do the research about this stuff beforehand, it's, you know, a uh, quick search 80% of entrepreneurs starting a business fail within the first 18 months. Uh, 50% of startups fail after uh, after operating for four years, 66% of small businesses will fail within 10 years, and 50% of small businesses will fail after five years. Now, this is a terrifying statistic, and I know for me it was something that really weighed heavily on my head of how much am I going to invest into this and how much is the, what's the likelihood of it of it succeeding. And to me, it was almost like this, and this idea that it was a gamble. You know, you weren't guaranteed to win, and I didn't really actually understand that it's really just about having the right idea and putting in the work. A lot of you guys are all wondering, can I do this? Can I be an entrepreneur? Can I start it? And the answer is yes, absolutely you can. Everybody can be an entrepreneur. Everybody can take that next step to a big promotion or, you know, the next level of, of whatever your career is and, you know, become something bigger than what you are right now. Everybody has that ability. All it is is putting forth the effort and being smart about it. Having the grit and the hard work and determination, it'll pay off. So for me, it was something kind of in the writing for being an entrepreneur. This is something I've been doing since I was eight years old. Uh, when I was eight years old, I had my first business cards where I would go to the gas station in the morning and then I would bring the 
I would end up bringing the uh, gum and the pop and stuff that I would buy, and I'd mark it up and sell it at school for money to buy toys. So I was big into entrepreneurial desires very early on. Um, and I understood, I grew up in a small farm town and I understood that there was a lot of work ethic that you needed and to, to fit in with that town. So at 12 years old, I had my first part-time job and at 14 was my first full-time job and trying to do additional things on top of that. Like at one point I decided it'd be a good idea to start up a fishing bait and tackle shop out of my shed. Um, so it's always been something that's bred deep into me. Um, and when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, what I was going to spend the rest of my life doing as a business, I started up a couple different companies and it was really enjoyable. The first company I started up is called Munsters Motorsports. It was the first legal, fully licensed company. Um, and we did business as Modern Mechanics, which it's still operational right now. Um, and it was my friends and I just working in the shop, just in the evenings, our spare time, and we used the money to buy some toys and some property, and you know, it gave us a really good chance to earn additional income and actually understand what it is that goes into starting a business up and that process, how it works. But we always had one foot kind of out. We always kind of thought we would do something with it, but it was going to be a long time before we actually made it big. So we kept our day jobs, and we, we keep working pretty hard at it. He's still at his. I'm still at mine. Um, so we had a really good thing started there and we started generating profit within our first year. Um, and it was a healthy profit as well. We were able to buy uh, a property that he's going to, my partner's going to be building his house on that. Uh, basically that's going to be his pay. We're going to sign it over to him and that'll be his pay for that year. Um, so it's really cool. It's really fun. And we really, I mean, we failed a lot during the startup. We found all the things that would go wrong. I mean, to, from choosing a name and spending hundreds of hours on research on what it was going to be, how it was going to look, and getting different people to market it and build them, we ended up figuring out that it doesn't really matter. It's about how good of a job you do, how hard you work, and the service you provide, the value added you give the customer. So the everything with these startups, so I should tie this all back, with all these startups failing, I had a couple of businesses. You know, my Munsters rentals was when I was trying to cut, I'd make sure that I had all my coverage and doing anything legally to rent out my rental properties that I owned. And I did that fine and sold the property and then going to be closing the operation down now. But that was a business that started and ended in less than six months. It was never anything that was I was really committed to. It wasn't the actual business I was going to spend the rest of my life doing. Neither is Modern Mechanics. And I've had a bunch of different ideas of different companies that I would start, but those two are the, the fully legal ones. And during those startups, I realized that I learned a lot. I had a bunch of failures. I figured out the government processes and I got scammed out of money. And I've, I made a bunch of mistakes on these low dollar and low risk endeavors. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that as well. I think a bunch of people are trying to get started, trying to figure out what's going to work, and they haven't quite figured it out. So when you hear that statistic of the 80% of entrepreneurs starting a business fail within the first 18 months, it's hard to swallow. It's scary to think, but maybe those failures, I wonder how many of those people actually put forth the effort and really tried and really went, both jumped in head first. And I would fair guess it's probably the 20% that didn't go out of business are the ones that did that. They went head first into it and they put everything into it. So learning through those two businesses, if you really look at it, those were failures. I started companies and they are not going to continue. So those were failures. And now I'm starting one that I intend on being my long term. And I'm going to jump in both head, both my feet in the water and go. So 
I wouldn't worry too much if you're afraid of that those statistics of how many people fail. As long as you're confident you have your right choice and you're ready to go all in, then you'll be fine. Just put forth the effort, make sure what you're doing adds value to the customer, and make sure that that value is something that you can stand behind and you enjoy. Speaking of enjoying your what you do, there's a lot of difficulty in trying to decide what your future is going to be when you're going to go into your own business. There's a lot of risk. When you figure out what your bullet's going to be, you shoot that bullet, that bullet is gone. You need to be all in on your business when you start up with it. So I'll talk a little bit about where my background is and how I got to doing what I'm doing. So I started working when I was, well, full-time when I was about 14 years old, but always had those aspirations of entrepreneurship. So growing up, you know, I had those different, uh, the bait shop and the, and you know, the selling the candy and stuff at school. But, you know, even my friends and I, we always talked about opening up an automotive repair facility. So it was logical. That was what we were going to do. That's just what we understood was out there and is available to us and our, our abilities. Well, as years went on, I started to realize that it was a little bit bigger than that. You have to also figure out what you genuinely enjoy. And for me, I've had a great company I've worked for. I work for Bridgestone. I still do right now. And, you know, my time with that is going to be limited very quickly here. This is during the late nights of development for my business. It's I do full time with them. And we ha I have these other businesses that are still operating. So I had to sit down and try to figure out what my future looked like because I just don't understand the corporate world very well. I'm more of a just your everyday average guy, I suppose. But the politics of things just don't work well for me. So in my stress and my frustration of trying to navigate politics, I sat down and decided to take a look at what is going to be my future. So as I sat down, I started. I, I went to a computer and I pulled up and I made a vision board. Thank you, Andy Frazella. You have been fantastic. You have been super helpful here. And honestly, the vision board, when you speak about that, that was really where things started going for me. And I started pulling up all these pictures of things that I would, I, I want my future to be in. And it was material things and it was experiences. And then it was things like my wife and I wheeling our wheelchairs next to each other at 80 years old. You know, the things that I want in my life that I, I could, if I thought of the greatest thing in the world, no barriers, what is my future going to look like and how great it could be. So as I did this, I started understanding that my aspirations were higher than what I was achieving right now. And that was when I realized it's time for me to go all in on what I'm going to do for my business. And so I sat down and I drew out a graph. So it was an X and Y axis. And I would encourage everybody listening to this to do this. Now, I listed 10 things that I was good at and 10 things that I love doing. So for example, one of the things I love doing is snowboarding. It is not one of the things I'm very good at. So I rated them on a scale of 1 to 10. I like snowboarding a lot. Probably a 6 or a 7 in my, in my book how good I am at it, it's probably down to like a two at best. So as I plotted these things out, I put the things I'm good at in the x-axis and the things I like doing on the y-axis, and I marked out their number on their scale from you know one to 10. And what would happen is that top right quadrant, uh, coordinate, you would have the things that you just love doing and the things that you are good at. And these are going to be things that would be easy to do a business with because then you're just living your life. You're not working anymore. You're just waking up and doing stuff. And I honestly, that's, I think that's every entrepreneur's dream. But when I did that, I was able to realize that there was three things that stood out significantly. And what I did is I took those three things and I wrote them down. These are my outliers of what I love and what I'm good at. And I said, what are 10 ways these two things can combine. So, you know, one thing was, is I love race cars. 
absolutely they're pretty high up there racing motorcycles anything performance oriented and i'm really good at fixing them so is it something that i build race cars and have a performance shop that was a possibility that ranked up there pretty high but i wrote out 10 things of what is problems with that industry that need solutions because really the amount of money you will make in a lifetime the amount of career success or financial success is going to be realized by how much value you add to people who want your product so and that means anything i mean you could be the you could be interested in doing i don't know fishing just in general and if you are just really damn good at fishing and you could take people out on chores and they can catch anything you're going to get a huge following everything can be a business with the right amount of effort and enthusiasm and grit. So one of the things that stood out to me was I'm really big into competitive uh, and into competitions. Everything, as you get to know me uh, through these podcasts, you'll hear I'm probably massively competitive about every single thing, including things as as ridiculous as who can breathe slower. So I realized that, and I also realized that I'm very good at the performance industry and getting things to go fast and pushing and modifying car, like uh, modifying toys. I mean, hell, my push mower had a high compression piston and an aftermarket camshaft, and I had to try to figure out where are these things falling together. Well, one of the things that I do pretty often too is I host a lot of events. We have one day a week or one day a year that we call Day of Man, where people come out and your entry to get in is two pounds of bacon and enough meat to feed two men. Um, we drink a bunch of alcohol, we blow a bunch of stuff up, we race a bunch of stuff. It's basically what you would imagine every man's dream is of living every single day. We actually take a day where we we do that. We spend the entire day just doing what everybody, every man that comes there would want to do in a day. Um, luckily, so far nobody's got hurt. Knock on wood. Uh, but those types of events, ugly Christmas sweater parties where we have Nerf wars and all sorts of stuff, those are things that I really enjoy doing. And when I looked at all those things, I realized that racing is a competitive sport which requires the performance modification with a event. And, you know, like these events that I like to put on. So it made it pretty clear and easy that I could build a go-kart track, which is a low barrier to entry compared to a large full-scale racetrack. And I can get all those things that I love doing and all those things I'm good at, and I could monetize, monetize it. And so that was how the oper- how I started working. And from there, I said, okay, what does my what does that look like? You know, one cart track, multiple cart tracks. What other things can we do? Can we build our own carts? How can we enhance it? And as I started thinking about how could we enhance it, it came back to Day of Man. We uh, attached paintball guns to mini bikes and ran around trying to shoot each other. And we realized we wanted to get those things. If we, if we could get that into the carting stuff, it'd be really fun, or I realize this. So that was when the idea came to incorporating laser tag into the carts, um, into go-karts. And so built a couple of carts, uh, and we I did some really high-performance ones too, uh, one that has a Gixxer 600 motor into it, and it's a single-seater. Um, you know, Built a bunch of different ranges of carts to try to find out what it was that I was going to enjoy doing and, and working with. Uh, ended up le- uh, going to electric asphalt-style, uh, well, Grand Prix racing is what it's referred to as for the karting, um, and then we incorporated uh, sensors into that. Now, when I started up, this has been something that's been on my mind for 10 years. I've been learning karting at, for five years. I've been 
learning how to do events and understanding commercial real estate and things like that. It's been, I mean, this is years of development that goes into this. So guys, when you do this exercise, it's not like, bam, tomorrow I'm going to, I'm going to go start this, but you're not far from it because you spent that same amount of time, those, those years and years developing what you're doing and really enjoying what you're doing, what you're doing. Um, so really you have a lot of experience already and expertise, and then you start to find hopefully what this podcast can give you all the next steps that you need to be able to be a fantastic entrepreneur of where you just, uh, of your life where you just wake up every day and you just absolutely love what you're doing. You're no longer going to work. You're just going and doing stuff. You know, everybody loves the idea of the hustle. Um, you know, when you, but when you, when you get your hustle, right, it just becomes enjoying the rest of your life and making an empire while doing it. And that is that is something that it's so hard to understand that when you're you're starting out a business, you see these possible failure rates, you see, you know, all these these risks of am I the right person? Do I have it in me? And honestly, guys, just if it's simple. As long as you're solving a problem people want a solution to, you're going to be successful. Now, the degree of success is really going to be about the amount of effort that you're willing to put into it long term, too. Not just I'm going to bust my ass and work 100 hours a week for six months. And if it doesn't succeed, I'm going to close I'm going to close up shop. No, it is a long term investment. And really, it's you should be all in on it, too. You know, you there's a bunch of different advice out there on how much you should leverage yourself and how. Uh, how much you should push yourself uh, into going into business and how long you should, how many months of money you should have and everything. And honestly, once you push it to where you go all in, I mean, putting your house on it and saying, I'm going all in. If this fails, I'm going to lose my house. I mean, really, those are the types of things that I think are important about if you want this to last. Now, you need to make sure you have your right decision on where you're going from there. So hopefully that chart earlier doing the graph would helped you out with that. So hopefully this podcast gave you a little bit of idea of what what's what the next first steps are and kind of how it felt. And I mean, if you felt like me, it was a big question mark of am I the chosen one? Is this going to be successful? What's going to work? And really just check it, just putting a bunch of foundation work down to make sure that I'm going to be successful. And honestly, as I'm realizing, it's it's honestly it's not just the chosen one. You if you're willing to put in the effort and continue to work on it as hard as you can you're going to be successful. It will be something great. And people will pay a lot of money to solve a problem. And that's all you got to do is just figure out what you're good at, what you love, and how you can solve a problem based around those things. So I'm going to continue to do these podcasts. I'm going to try to do one of them a week where I can tell you exactly what I was experiencing. Uh, I got a list of ones that I'm going to be working with. And I'm also, if you have things that you're interested to learn about, please reach out to me. Um, that my company's name is high caliber carding. That's where, uh, that's where we're starting off. So you can email me at Jordan at high I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, uh, if there's anything you were trying to learn about as you're starting up at your own business. So, so thanks for listening guys. I'll get back with you next week. We'll have a whole new topic on it and we'll follow up and see if there's anything that I, uh, screwed up in what I was talking about right there. So in the meantime, get out there, ask questions, make yourself better, meet people, find some contacts, keep building your empire. You don't know what that empire is yet, but I guarantee if it's what you love doing in life and it's what you're good at, just doing those things every single day and trying to push yourself outside of your normal comfort zone for them will end up making you that much more experienced when you go to start up. See you later.